It's been more than a year since global supply chains shut down and manufacturing ceased for all intents and purposes. The effects were disastrous as plants and factories were forced to idle hundreds of thousands of workers and assembly lines ground to a halt when inventories and shipments of raw materials and spare parts dried up. More than that, though, was how demand simply vanished. Here we are more than a year later, and despite the continual presence of the COVID virus, demand is finally gaining momentum. On the surface, this is good news, but demand and supply are really two sides of the same coin. If you don't have a clear view of demand, then you don't have a clear view of supply needs. Any change in demand can leave a company flat-footed, either sitting on swollen inventories of parts and material or wishing they had enough. Hello, I'm Chris Henry, and this is Ahead of the Curve, a podcast series produced by Gerent, a top Salesforce partner company, and the first series to deal with manufacturing issues and technology. Today, we focus on how sales and operations planning teams can respond more quickly and adeptly to sudden shifts in demand, and how that can flow down through the supply chain as well. And we'll talk about what manufacturing can do to be ready for any repeat of the year 2020, that year from hell. We'll hear from David Morley, Gerent's VP of Manufacturing Practice and someone with 40-odd years in manufacturing operations, as well as Keith Forsenito, an executive specializing in supply chain optimization at Centro Motion, where he's the Senior Director of Global Category Management, responsible for six global brands of industrial actuation and control solutions. David Morley argues that demand planners were forced to throw away everything they knew about planning when the pandemic hit. The same thing applies now that demand appears to be on an upswing. The lack of relevant planning data is problematic. Yeah, so you're right. The, the uh, typical behavior is to shut off the supply chain and uh, protect liquidity. And then when markets start to come back and demand comes back, typically there's not uh, the information around to, to know what the, what the volumes are going to be and what the frequencies are going to be. You have to look to your sales team, your commercial team, to be as connected as they can be to the key accounts that you want to service. Having their input, their market information, uh, their shifts in technology at the forefront of your forecast and having that be central to how demand is planned is really how that changes. It's the development of trust that's um, important. I think when uh, markets are normal, people use history to develop those demand plans and kind of ignore the input from the, the sales department. It has to be that the customer is central to all of this and that the openness with your customer base is there so you can get the information directly to the demand planners. Anything you can use to check that, whether it's the uh, the analysis of data in big in big numbers to provide insights so that the sales team can have directionally correct information and they provide the fine tuning of the forecast, you have to go with that and focus on uh, the customer inputs. What happens though, if the customer gets it wrong? I mean, demand planning does to a large extent revolve around input from the key customers, but if they get it wrong, if they're misreading their own markets for whatever reason, I mean, how do you work around that? So different markets, if you were a diverse, if you were a diverse customer base, each one of those markets has a, 
uh, a way of forecasting what the demand is. So big box stores, for instance, are directionally correct. I think they're in largely 46% correct where they're forecasting. And it depends on long-range weather forecasting. It's as, it's as fluid as that. So you, if you're a, a, an outdoor power supplier supplying power equipment to, to that market, you have to develop your own algorithm for what the market's going to demand. And that's the same for uh, component manufacturers that are manufacturing pieces that go into those pieces of equipment. You have to have your own algorithm that you're comfortable with to be able to develop your forecast. And the sales team need to verify and check. So not only are you asking for information from your customer, but you're delivering information to your customer about how key components are, are moving and what the volumes are compared to history, what they are to recent inputs from, from themselves and agreeing on pricing and volume moving forward. What's been happening due to the sudden pickup in demand is a rush to raw materials and parts. And this is generating inflationary forces as witnessed by the March PPI index, which saw producer prices jump by the most in nearly 10 years. So is there a way for SNOP teams to account for this ahead of time? So I, I, I believe it's it's central data. So the forecast comes from the commercial teams. Uh, it's a negotiation and an understanding between the operations folks so they can have the right labor in place. And then it's a, a handoff to the demand planners so they can bring in the right materials at the right time. And there's a loop back to, did we get it right? And do we need to adjust it? And are we controlling our inventory and uh, working capital that's being deployed? It has to be a, a team effort across all disciplines. And in in stable markets, that can disappear. There's a lack of discipline that comes around producing the forecast information. There's sometimes discounting of forecasts that go on beyond the SNOP team, or there's a, an aversion to using algorithms that all exist. And it can be okay during a stable market, but once the market turns down, if those disciplines aren't in place and you're not working as a cross-functional team, that's where the problems arise. And in a declining market, you can survive. But when the market starts to increase, if you don't have those pieces of information together and you're not working cross-functionally, you can miss opportunities and become uncompetitive. How could a, a, a technology platform like Salesforce Manufacturing Cloud, for example, help here? So the, the big difference between what good companies do and what good companies could do better is that the amount of information that's generated on a daily basis by an ERP system is so much that you can become really focused and, and uh, tuned into your customer base. And so uh, having this, the ability to have sales agreements in place with manufacturing and cloud tied back to sales agreements and actuals shows you where you're planning missed, where you can make adjustments, and it's in real time as opposed to in the rear view mirror. Keith Forsenito, the Director of Global Management at Central Motion, agrees. In order to make demand forecasting as accurate as possible, the key lies in data. Yeah, I think the most important piece of uh, sales and operations planning is obviously matching demand with supply, and that involves a great deal of communication, and the information that's handed off by the commercial organization needs to be data-based. It needs to be information that the operations teams that uh, can convert into their capacity plans and their, their supply-based uh, plans. So that's, that's the critical piece. I think technology is absolutely key. That's what uh, helps the teams react much more quickly. 
So there's got to be a smooth communication and interface between the commercial demand at the, at the item level all the way through to the supply base. That's the end-to-end SNOP process. And having that information and being able to see that information very quickly, real-time, as our customers communicate uh, the revised forecasts are what will help, again, mitigate any potential uh, shortages or any potential working capital uh, risk associated with both a downturn or an upturn in demand. Manufacturers don't operate in a vacuum, of course. They're part of and rely heavily on their supply chain. What makes supply chains function efficiently is data being used in open communication channels, says David Morley. Yeah, I think you'd find that people would agree that saving a few pennies to bring in product from a long supply chain versus having open communication with supply chains that were more robust and local, in hindsight, would be uh, would be a great advantage. Being open with your suppliers is something that uh, companies have always tried to do through um, vendor conferences. I think there's a fashion that's gone away from being that open, but you know, standing in front of your selected suppliers, letting them know where your run rate business is, where your future is, what your growth opportunities are, and having them be part of the journey and, part- and, and partnering with you is a way that you can improve your supply chain agility and flexibility. And being open and having open uh, communities where they can check on volumes and look at opportunities and put fresh bids in for products that are trending is really going to be a new trend that's enhanced by the digital platforms. Certainly leveraging their ability, the ability of suppliers to understand their marketplace and to bring you information as well means that you can have a two-way, you know, a two-way conversation about what the opportunities are, what what the opportunities are for replacement materials or new trends and technologies. Certainly that's um, something you could leverage the, the technology for. I asked Keith Forsenito what measures he felt could achieve the visibility needed around shifts in customer demand, and he reiterated the importance and value of a technology platform to provide those insights. I think the number one uh, issue is to stay close to customers, and that's where that's where Salesforce comes into play, obviously, on the front end, uh, making certain that the teams keep the Salesforce tool updated at all times with real-time information. If you have EDI feeds or other portal feeds, those are important to get into the Salesforce tool um, so that the teams have uh, real-time visibility to what that demand looks like. That demand, obviously, is the basis for the capacity planning in the factories and then uh, the supplier uh, capacity planning as well. We have to remember that our suppliers are companies too, right? They have their own capacity planning they need to work through. They have their own supply chains that they have to work through. So having that real-time data flow directly from our customers all the way through that supply chain, from our internal operations all the way through the supply base is absolutely critical in terms of our ability to respond to changes in demand. Is that doable, that kind of visibility that you're, that you're just uh, referring to? It, it can be with the right tools. And I think if you try to do things the old-fashioned way, so to speak, so if you use a really sophisticated tool like Salesforce on the front end, but the, you just convert that data into Excel spreadsheets and then try to push that into an ERP system, that's not a very elegant solution. So you have to have a better solution for your manufacturing and supply chain needs as well. 
with the technology we have today, it's all possible, but we need to leverage it more in our supply base. And we're not doing that to the extent that we should today. There's a real opportunity to upgrade um, our, uh, our systems and tools to improve our, our supply chain and operations uh, processes today. It's all about the ability to respond. I've said that a couple of times now. So the quicker we have that information from our, um, our sales team through our customers, uh, the quicker we'll be able to respond to changes in demand, both, again, on the positive side with increased volume and on the negative side with lower volumes that could lead to, to working capital risk in the business. It all comes down to customer intimacy, accurate data in the system, and then flowing that information as quickly as possible through the ERP system so the teams can work with it. Can a technology platform like Salesforce, uh, in your estimation, help to create a more, I don't know, bulletproof sales forecast that SNOP teams could then feel confident in relying on? Yes, absolutely. If you have clean information on the front end in Salesforce, and then, as I mentioned previously, if you just transition that through an Excel file into the ERP systems, that's, the, that's not the, the most perfect of solutions. What's possible now is that you can take that commercial demand, blow it through a manufacturing module uh, directly into the ERP system at the SKU level with the right demand, the right volumes, and that is the perfect solution to blow through the supply chain so we can do our capacity planning, uh, not only internally, but also through our supply base, through our suppliers. Um, and as many folks know, they're moving into a manufacturing module that can easily translate that commercial demand that's traditionally in the CRM, the Salesforce CRM, into the manufacturing environment. That is the, the most elegant of solutions that I can imagine to have a seamless flow of information from the front end of the of the SNOP process all the way through. That's the most elegant elegant solution I can imagine. And Salesforce has that capability today. David Morley lays out a strong argument for why digital platforms like Salesforce and Salesforce Manufacturing Cloud not only work, but are frankly essential for manufacturing companies today. When you have a problem in a marketplace, you turn on the salespeople and say, how did you not see this coming? Well, you know, even if I did see it coming, you didn't believe me because you were working off history. I'm telling you now I'll provide you with the best input from the top customers that are key to our business where we make the most money around the, uh, the most important part numbers. And I want you to build your capability, capacity, workforce, and inventory around those things. The rest of it, I'm going to give you a percentage. And if you do that and we do it in real time, I'm still going to be wrong, but every time I'm wrong, we're going to get together and build confidence in how we interact with each other, and we'll get closer to the number. We can't just get the number wrong one time and say this doesn't work and go back to guessing. And then if you include your supply base that says, hey, we're going to grow our business or we're going to maintain our business uh, through the following efforts, and this is where we're going to focus our, our efforts, and you three resin suppliers, you can tell me if you want to come along for the journey, and if you do, tell me what your pricing is. And I'll keep you informed about the volume and the forecast going forward so you can build your capacity and, and focus on us or not focus on us. None of this stuff is new. It's just more digital. So that information becomes real time as opposed to once a year, we're going to have a vendor conference 
and we're going to tell you what we're going to do. And you can fill in a form and tell me if you want to supply me at what, at what pricing, even though you don't know how the market or the oil price is going to move. I want you to give me a, a contract price. This is going to give us the ability to work with each other, to be more open with each other. And the fact that you've got communities based on platforms like Manufacturing Cloud, you could build a very efficient company just by utilizing the, the functions within that system. If I looked at one business that around was about, was about a $50 million business, complete diverse customer base, I had uh, an algorithm for every market that they were in. And I did uh, regression analysis for every market that they were in to guess where the market was going to go. Then I would go to my sales guys and say, these are your key accounts and these are the key products that your key accounts. I want to know the volumes. And it's a process. You can do that within the system. You can build an algorithm that tracks a marketplace, that tracks your customer activity, that highlights exceptions, good or bad, right? So I had bumped into a salesperson that was going to take out a customer because he'd had a record year. And I said, but they're in the construction industry. Why would they have a record year? And he said, I don't know. And then they fired us the next week. And it was a $2 million account. They were building inventory because they'd reverse engineered our product. Now, I didn't know as a manager that we were having a record year. So shame on me. The sales guy didn't know that he was having a record year for any other reason that it was just he was having a record year. Never thought about the fact the marketplace was down. So it was kind of a perfect storm. <laughs> they were having a down year and they wanted to save money. So they found us a lower cost supplier and they broke our relationship, but they wanted to make sure that they didn't run out of product. And it's possible to be on top of that and be on top of it in a, in, a, in a large scale because of the way that ERP and CRM integrations function today. And, and you can present the information to yourself in a way that means you can make a decision right now. So instead, instead of you crunching tons of data, the system crunches tons of data and it only tells you about the pieces that are wrong, right? So if all I'm going to, all I'm asking you to do is, Tell me when something's too low and tell me when something's too high and tell me why that is. You're just dealing with exceptions, not, you know, you know it's, that's, how to, that's how to eat the whole elephant. You've got to present it to people in a way that's doable and meaningful. And that's what these systems do. There is no technology that can predict the future. Just as there's no way to know if and when another catastrophic global event will bring customer demand to a standstill and freeze supply chains in their tracks, but it is possible to be first in spotting shifts in the marketplace and then pivoting quickly to meet any changes head on, rather than being caught completely by surprise. That's what Salesforce and Manufacturing Cloud can offer to manufacturers right now. You've been listening to Ahead of the Curve, produced by Gerent in cooperation with Salesforce. Our thanks to Keith Forsenito from Central Motion for his input and expertise around supply chains. And thanks also to Gerent's VP of Manufacturing Practice, David Morley, for his contribution to this episode. Our technical producer is Dave Grind from the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. And I'm Chris Henry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>